Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Imri, the host of The Wannabe Podcast, the podcast that takes you from where you are now to where you want to be in 30 minutes or less. Thank you so much for listening again this week. You could be listening to anyone, but you chose to listen to me. So thank you so much. And if you are enjoying this podcast, please, please, please do leave a review or a rating on iTunes. It takes two seconds to leave a rating. You just hit the stars on the Apple podcast app. Anyway, back at it again this week. We are joined by... Sapphire Bates. She is the owner and creative director of The Flower Arranger and she just launched The Coven which is a in real life and online community for women, powerful creative business women. So she has created this platform. It's incredible. You definitely need to check it out on Instagram. It's an amazing, amazing space where women can learn their practical skills as well as meet like-minded individuals and it's a really great friendly environment. Sapphire is a master at Instagram, so if you go and follow her pages, you'll see that they are beautifully curated, colour-coordinated, and her flower arrangements are to die for. In today's episode, we are talking all things money, the importance of having entrepreneurs in or around your life, uh, unconventional career paths, and why it's okay to not love what you do. And we also talk a little bit about the science and art that is floristry. Let's go. Who did you want to be before you became who you are and why? That's a really difficult question. Um, I always find I've been asked questions about role models before and I always find it quite difficult because I never wanted my own business. I didn't sort of grow up thinking I wanted my own business. My role model growing up was Steve Irwin. I wanted to... Wait, the, the wrestler? No, he's a wrestler. <laughs> the, you know the Australian zoologist, the guy that oh, died? Crocodile. Crocodile, crocodile hunter. hunter. Yeah, him. Yeah. Oh, right. I was thinking of Stone Cold Steve Austin. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. No one's ever mistaken. <laughs> I will cut this out. It's that not going to get cut out. <laughs> that was, um, yeah, that was, um, that was always my role model. I was always obsessed with animals and I thought I wanted to do, I thought I wanted to do something like that. I never had, um... I never had anybody who ran their own business. The only people I really knew who ran their own business was like Alan Sugar and people like Oh, wow, that. from The Apprentice. <laughs> yeah, like that was my knowledge of like the entrepreneurial world. Yeah. Was these just random massive TV people or like Dragon's Den, Deborah yeah, yeah, Maiden. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's, that was like my knowledge. Um, Those are pretty cool reference points. <laughs> Actually, they're pretty, like they're pretty good people. I don't think they're bad role models. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think... So I guess, yeah, really random people like Steve Irwin just always was the guy. But what was it about him specifically, though? He was I just thought he was so like to me, he was the coolest. 
I was like, <laughs> as you can tell, I wasn't that cool. I thought he was like, you look really cool. You're I, wearing like a great fur. But I okay. thought he was like, I thought he was super cool. And he like rolled around in like lakes with crocodiles and like picked up snakes by their tail. Like that was like, I was devastated when he died. Oh, I'm I think, sorry. <laughs> it was so sad. It was such a sad day. RIP. Um, so I don't really have anyone business wise. It wasn't really till I started my business that I started looking at more like female role models and now they're really important to me. And I think Mm -hmm. we definitely need more of them. We need more powerful women. Um, I guess my mum is probably a classic. I'm sure a lot of people say their mum. A few, a few. My mum does. My mum has had several of her own businesses. So I guess she might, she probably was a role model without me realising it. Yeah. She always like, oh, it, oh it's my mum. But my yeah. mum is actually super cool. What does she do? <laughs> um, she's a reupholster at the moment. Ooh, she, my mum loves that stuff. Yeah, she has a company, I'm going to name drop, called The Joyful Home Company. That sounds so fun. Um, yeah, all like really pretty. She does like super cool fabrics for sofas and chairs and stuff and sells like homeware. Does she, she make the fabrics herself? or she just kind of she sort of sources them from all different like um i guess like independent brands and stuff it's really cool and but she's done like she had a card company um she had a camper van company where she hired out camper vans i know your mom is like a badass entrepreneur yeah like so (laughs) random and she's done so much and she's done it all whilst she had like me and my brother and my sister um and like run the household like a boss and like yeah so i guess without realizing she was probably my role model she definitely is now but other than her, I'm sticking with Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Were there like any specific qualities about Steve Owen that you've now carried on into your your life or even into your business? In, I guess, actually, enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. He loved what he did. Like he was obsessed with animals and he loved them. And I guess I don't I don't think I went out and was like, you know what? I'm going to take everything that Steve Irwin's got and I'm going to yeah. make it my own. <laughs> but I definitely um, do... I've always wanted to love what I do yeah. um, and be really enthusiastic, which is why I've sort of, I've hopped through like a lot of different things. Cause I've always been like, yeah, like it's okay, but it's not like super fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess enthusiasm. And if I looked at sort of, I guess if I looked at my mum as a role model, like perseverance and um, like strength, like carrying on and doing stuff and starting again, like not being afraid to be like, I'm going to sell this business. And I'm going to do something I've never done before. Yeah. Your mom sold businesses. That's so cool. I always find that like really um, shrouded in mystery. I think it's one of those things that unless you kind of know how to sell a business, like people aspire to that. I remember when I worked in tech, it was like the goal to exit. I I worked in tech for four years. I still really don't fully understand the mechanics of an exit or why it's important. Yeah. But everyone says exit strategy. You've got to have one. And I'm always like, I just stop what, what about if you just like doing it and don't want to exit so, i don't know if someone knows please tell us because i don't i genuinely yeah, no, don't I've get not it. really got that nailed. i googled it a few times and i still don't get it so yeah we'll see uh, yeah we'll see so now you are the flower queen i've seen that you described in that way before i don't think i've no i know any prominent florists in the world so how did you even get into floristry like what was the kind of steps you took to get there is it floristry is that what it's called is that yeah. the word okay good I thought I was yeah, making it's. stuff up um I did yeah a lot of random things beforehand so I originally wanted to be a doctor um so nothing creative same at all um I then figured out um that's actually really difficult yeah same I'm really long and I was like oh I'd love to save lives but 
<laughs> it's a bit long-winded. <laughs> it's a bit long, really. That is exactly why I didn't do it. It's I like, was like, I'm long. not, and I was like, I'm not actually sure I'm, I'm clever enough. Like I got the grades I needed to a certain point, but I think I really stretched myself to get there. Yeah. And when I started getting like deep into it, I was like, oh, I'm out of my depth here. <laughs> Did you actually go, do you need to study medicine or was this just um, like an I, A-level Yeah, levels? I was doing my A-level. So I was doing like chemistry, history, biology and psychology. I did bio, psych and chem and then I didn't do history, even though I wanted to. I did English lit. Oh, just yeah. so much, so much words in all of those subjects. Yeah. Every subject was like, go away and do all of this. Essays. And I'd just get home and be like, oh my God. <laughs> and they'd be like, you need to rev- revise like this much for this. It was, um, yeah, it was full on, especially when you're like 17 and you like, it's all like, you've never worked that hard before. Like yeah. everybody breezes through their GCSEs. Like you don't, it's just a whole new world by the time you get to A-levels. It is. And I I would say it's harder than my degree by like a long way. Like A-levels were infinitely harder than my degree. Like my degree was a piece of piss. I did not even make it to uni. I fully opted out of that. Oh, wow. Cool. I'm like, I'm uni free. Um. I was that deliberate? Like, so yeah, you I just didn't, decided you I didn't even to. finish. I got kicked out of my of my A-levels. Oh my God, what? Um, Why? I just, I wasn't, sharing. yeah, no, I wasn't studying enough. I didn't attend enough. Um, and my subjects were really hard and you can't just not attend. Yeah, you really can't. Um, and yeah, my teachers thought I was a bit of an idiot at the time because they were like, you you know, like you're applying to get into a medicine school and you're never here and you come in like hungover. And, oh, wow. <laughs> and I was just like, woo, <laughs> going out underage is so much fun. Like, I was like, why would you like, why? One of my friends had just passed their test as well to drive. So it was like, we could like, I could go to my chemistry class or I could like go to the cinema instead, like, because we can drive there. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I opted out, um, and I got kicked out my A-levels, so I had to find another choice. Um, I studied fashion and business, mm-hmm. um, in London for two years and I enjoyed it. And I thought, I really thought at first I wanted a career in fashion. I was like, that would be so much more fun. It's a lot more sort of physical in the sense you go out and earn the job that you want. Like you work your way up. Yeah. Um, you don't need to study for like eight years. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, that's true. I know a lot of people that got their start in fashion just by kind of interning and yeah, yeah it's kind of that pay your dues and they yeah, kind of like pay Yeah, like work hard, yeah. show people you want it and you you might get it. Yeah. But then sort of after two years of studying, I realised that it's quite a bitchy industry and you have to mm. really want, like those positions everybody thinks of um, are so far and few like between, like they hardly exist. Yeah. Um, And I was like, do I really, like, am I really enjoying it enough to want to have to be around these people that aren't really that nice to you and don't really want you to be there and like fighting for the same few jobs? I was like, I don't think I want that. Like, I could imagine myself like being a bit like me (laughs) (laughs) and and not getting the job because I wasn't, I didn't want it enough. Yeah. Um, So that got thrown out and that was like another two years, not wasted because I learned some good skills, um, which I now use. But at the time I was like, oh, well, I've just wasted two years of studying again. Um, What else did I do? Um, I did a work placement at ITV because I thought I might want to go into media. That's cool. Um, Which was was that like? Really fun. So I I basically like a job sort of, jumped around the whole of ITV and got to see like the different nice. sort of found a place in each. Uh, How do you, what is the application process for something like that? It's pretty like, huge. I can imagine. Cause I think I attempted once and by attempted, I mean, I looked at the application and I said no. So yeah, you, um, 
you had to fill out like a lengthy application. It was quite a long time ago now. You sent it, you basically sent it off. Like I, I didn't think I was in with a chance at all. Like thousands and thousands of people. It's like open to anybody in the UK. Mm. Um, apply for it. And obviously media is quite, again, quite sought after. Quite a lot of people think they want to work in media. Yeah. Um, but I got called back to the um, like interview process. And it's basically like a group interview. Oh, fun. So you um, all sit. Um, there's all different elements, but a big part of it is that you're all sat in groups. And I think one of the things we had to do was come out, um, come up with a new channel for the TV that ITV could produce. Oh, okay. um, and you That's had to do it. And I get, I think personally, I was just quite lucky in that like, I was just quite bossy. Like I, people came up with ideas and I was like, no, your idea is not good enough for ITV. Wow. <laughs> I just sat there and was like, okay, we need to think of more. And I think I literally got in purely on sh- Leadership. Yeah. Just, so that's not luck. That's definitely like you showing something that they're quite clearly looking for. Although we might have just been like, she's Don't bossy be enough woman to about work. It. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they were just like, she's bossy enough to work out with me. Um, but yeah, again, I didn't enjoy that. So basically I ended up in floristry. Long, long story. But I just, I needed a job by this point. My parents were kind of like, um, you can't keep just studying stuff. Like you're not even getting a degree. You're just trying different stuff and not doing any of them. Um so I literally got a job through a friend of a friend of a friend um, of my mum's sweeping the floor in a florist. And then I did it and I got to play with flowers and I play with flowers. Any florist will know what I mean when I laugh at saying play with flowers. Um, <laughs> what? What's quite, what do you mean? It's quite a, it's quite a difficult job. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I, I ended up being, I guess, quite good at it. I must be because I How have do you... a business. Yeah, I mean, clearly. And it's doing very well. How do you... So I'm not familiar with the art that is floristry. Okay. Um, I don't imagine that most people are. I I would imagine that you kind of just put some flowers in the bouquet and then that's it. Like, that's it. <laughs> is, what is the art? Like, how do you learn the art of, um, I guess, flower making? It takes a couple of years of, um, there's there's so much to it. Um, <clears throat> it really is kind of a science to it. Um, in, everything. In what respect? Well, we work in, for example, flowers, it's really hard to explain to someone who doesn't know, but the whole idea is I should know because I'm opening a flower school, so I really should be able to explain this. You should be able to, to teach well. this like a G. We we <laughs> think of things in threes or fives or seven, so always odd numbers because we know that even numbers look messy to the eye. Oh, um, interesting. So it's all about learning how to balance color, how to balance texture and shape, um, so how to balance size. Um, like warmth and cool, like balancing those so they look right. It's all about learning how to put something together so that when somebody such as yourself who has no flower experience looks at it, it doesn't look wrong. Most of the time, people can look even at an awful bouquet and be like, that's really pretty because flowers are pretty. Pretty, yeah. But what they will be able to do is if you ask them, usually they'll be able to say that there's something wrong with it but they just might not be able to tell you Yeah, to be able to articulate what's wrong. Yeah, and and sort of a skilled florist can put something together without any imperfections that is that kind of thing when you look at it and you go, wow, because they've just got the balance of everything right. Um, But then to be really good at it, you need to be able to do that, but you also need to be able to do something that not everybody's doing because you can look at... You can look at a lot of flowers, like if you looked at wedding photos, for example, on Pinterest, yeah. you can see a lot of the same thing. But if you're really going to make it as a florist and really be, um, I guess, known as skillful at it, you have to be able to show that you can do something unique. Yeah. Which is, again, trying to do that while still doing all the things that you're taught. So how, who taught you and how, how were you taught? Um, so I did an apprenticeship. Um, 
I went from sweeping the floor and basically just took my manager for coffee and said, can I please have... Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Coffee rolls back. Um, another guest came and said she just had like 50 coffees with different people from different industries. And that's how she essentially got like a start in production um, fashion manufacturing and stuff Co- so yeah, yeah coffee's the way coffees the way to the do way. it you just got to be brave I mean I um I was like a few years younger than I am now and um had never done any sort of I'd never been in a position where I had to do like meetings or approach anyone so I, I mean I muddled my way through that coffee session like I literally was like um uh so I was just wondering did you go in with the objective of I really want an apprenticeship out of this or were you just kind of hoping that something would happen <laughs> I did you know what you wanted, wanted when a you job in? yeah um so I was working as a supervisor in Primark mm. um which felt totally like un- unglamorous <laughs> as like someone who had studied fashion as well I was like oh, I work in Primark they were actually really good to me um and I earned quite well from it for my age but yeah, I didn't want to work there anymore. So I literally sat down and I was like, all I need is her to like pay me for something. Yeah. Um, more than I'd been doing like ad hoc, like when I wasn't my days off from Primark, I would sweep the floor for her because yeah. obviously sweeping the floor wasn't paying me a great day. So rate. why did you continue to do it? Or just, just because it was just extra income that you had access to? Um, basically my mum was like, try floristry. And she was like, the only way you're going to find out if you like it is if you spend time physically in a studio or a space um and she kind of said to me you need to do it for like a set period of time so you can find out if there's no point walking in and being like oh my god it's really cold I don't like it (laughs) (laughs) but why floristry specifically that seems like such a specific thing for your mom to be like try that that was literally um do you have like a history of liking flowers no not at all like I'm not a flower person I don't think before I did that I'd ever picked up a bunch of flowers yeah like I'm not I was never I've never been like a girly girl so I'm saying that I'm in like a fur coat and big earrings but (laughs) I'm really not um I was always quite like a tomboy so like flowers to me was like like okay that's really girly but okay but I just my I think my mum my mum obviously knows me pretty well yeah and she knew that I'm quite creative um and I think she thought the issues I'd had with all the jobs previously because I considered like recruitment for a while as well oh doesn't everyone mm. yeah everyone's like everyone and everyone knows like someone as well who can get them into recruitment like I'm sure yep <laughs> it's not it's always like oh it's got the highest turnover because it hires all the time um and I think she just realized that everything without me sort of realizing it myself everything I was trying was quite um it wasn't very creative it was quite uh whatever the opposite (laughs) non-creative what's the opposite of creative 
anti-creative yeah <laughs> no <laughs> i've never had to think of that word before um yeah it's not creative i don't know I so don't know. i guess yeah my sort of history and stuff's really random and how i got into it's pretty random to then end up with my own florist yeah so did was it like an official apprenticeship like what the government does yeah oh wow like the the pound 58 an hour kind of apprenticeship oh my god how do you live were you living at home then I'm guessing I was living at home um and I worked like I I've always sort of been actually I'm not even gonna I, I was gonna play it down but I am a really hard worker I work really hard so I've always even growing up I always wanted more money so I'd get like extra jobs or I'd take extra hours um so I just worked like several bar jobs around that so I'd finish work and then I'd go and do like an evening shift that's really cool like that's really determined though so not everyone would consider the job of you know sweeping the floors for a bit and then like really committing to it even though you could get better money elsewhere there's something really there's a real testament to it's a real testament to you to continue doing it knowing that well you weren't really sure at first but I guess something was kind of holding you there do you know what that was is it just the love of flowers I think um even now I'm more obsessed with the business than I am with actual specific flowers. Um, That's so interesting. I think it was just fun. Like it was, I I really like a challenge and I like, um, I like to be good at stuff. So once I realised that I might be quite good at it, I then get caught up in the sort of current of wanting to be even better at it and then being like, okay, well, if I want to be even better at it, then I've got to actually learn how to do it properly. And then I've got to practice and then... Yeah, I know what you mean. And funnily enough, um, when Emily Wapnick was on, her whole thing is about how to be everything and the idea that you don't have one true calling. Like you can enjoy different facets of what you do and what you want to do. And you can just go off and create that. And then when you don't want to do that anymore, it's fine. Like yeah, being able to encourage that kind of um, thinking in that because eventually you might then not be in flowers, but you know how to run a really successful business because you got really good at running businesses. Yeah. So your next business could be, I don't know, in like landscape. No, that's really related. Yeah, that's quite similar. <laughs> like, but you, yeah. You're so right though. Books. Um, but yeah, that kind of thing. So it could be very random in how it may seem really random to other people, but it's just you kind of following your passions and eventually you never know, you might end up merging and creating like a jewellery brand, which is floral inspired. Yeah, definitely. Or like headphones that are like beautifully designed. That was like I, really like yeah. well done. I know. Brainstorming on the spot right now. So hard. <laughs> it's really true though, because if you think like it's it's something crazy, isn't it? Like fifty percent of small businesses fail in the first two years. So even if you you know, if, if if it was true that we only had one like calling and one thing we were meant to do, what happens if you're one of those people that are the fifty which is quite a big proportion That's of people a lot of people whose idea doesn't work? Like you look at all the people that have made it as entrepreneurs and like they've usually tried a few things lots of and they're all will seem as you say like quite random um no I, I like that I'm gonna have to listen to today's podcast you do and definitely get her book how to be everything is great um I'm just like an advocate for her because she <laughs> she essentially changed how I viewed myself because I was one of those I'm like you I've done loads of what would be seemingly random things to end up where I am now and even now I still don't see myself being forever in podcasting I see it evolving into something quite different um and even by doing interviews that's quite a deviation from what I would normally do so I kind of see it kind of just rolling and me rolling with it and just kind of moving on to the thing that I just really like doing next to be honest and that may not 
be related to anything I'm doing now. So I see, I see that in you as well in that it's not, it's not, you're not tied to like the thing. It's more the process and the learning and the growing that comes. I think that's, I think that's a really addictive feeling. Like I'm addictive, addicted to growth. And when I feel like something's just kind of stagnating, I'm like, oh, bored. So anyway, uh, finally, what's the worst advice you've ever received? And also what's the best advice you've ever received? Let's end on a high. Okay. Um, Oh, what's the worst advice? (laughs) That's so good. I think there's probably been quite a lot. Everybody like loves to know your business. Like everybody becomes an expert when you say like you run a business or you run an idea past them or you say you're doing an event. Everybody like Susan who works behind the counter in the co-op will be like, oh, I'd do it like this. I don't know necessarily what the, I don't know that I don't know what the worst advice is, but I guess I can't think off the top of my head. Honestly, everyone struggles with this. <laughs> I think the best advice is probably learning that not everybody's advice, like not all advice is good, good advice. advice. Yeah. And not all advice is right. And no matter how how confidently someone sells it to you, sorry, Susan, but you're still not right. Like I still know my business better than you do. Um, I'm trying to think if I can think of anything actually specific that someone said to me. Um, no, I can't, I can't think of anything exact, but there has been a lot, like there's been people who have said how much to charge and they've been super wrong. And it's only now that I, I've, feel like I'm a lot more confident now in what I do because I know that my business is successful and I know that if I've taken it this far I must have done something right myself and yeah. it can't have all been other people's advice yeah um is that people telling you to charge low I'm guessing lower than what you should be charging I don't know oh sometimes people can tell you you need to charge loads and then equally if you charge way too much for an event nobody's gonna book it yeah and it won't work um just a, I guess yeah, I, I, I know for the best advice, it's like trust yourself, trust your gut and, and do trust your own advice and be your like own advocate for it. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's not everybody's right. And I, yeah, there's so many times people throw like suggestions in your face and you feel like you have to take them or you feel like because it's come from someone who's maybe really successful at what they're doing that mm-hmm. they must be right. But they're not like they're not always no one knows your business or your job or your industry like you do. And nobody knows you like you. Yeah. So I guess like trust yourself. Like you know your shit. Just believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. That's so the cringy, place to isn't start. It? But, but do it. Like just do it. Just say I'm great and go with it. Cool. Thank you so much. This but, has been so much well, fun. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. I did not expect us to go on a financial rant, but I <laughs> lived. Never <for> did I. <laughs> I told you sometimes like the most random things come up instead, and it just works. Okay. Cool. So yes, thank you so <laughs> much, Yay. Sapphire. How interesting was that? You can follow Sapphire on Instagram at the flower arranger. That's T-H-E-F-L-O-W-E-R-A-R-R-A-N-G-E-R and the Coven Girl Gang. So they're both on Instagram and they'll be in the show notes. Please do follow her. She's amazing. And you will be pleased to know that the Shout Out Network has opened up 10 new affordable membership options starting at £99 for you to either get your podcasts edited, all of your podcasts in a month edited, or you can have them all recorded with us starting at £99 a month. So please do check that out. If you're thinking of leveling up your production or you want your podcast to enter the game at a really high level, visit shoutoutnetwork.co.uk to find out more information. 
Be sure to be following Wannabe on Twitter and on Instagram. The next session with Prisca will be on Instagram Live again because we really enjoyed doing it. So please do have your questions ready um, and get them submitted to wb at shoutoutnetwork.co.uk and visit wannabepodcast.com where you can submit them straight through the website. If you're enjoying this podcast, please do leave a review on iTunes. And to get extended show notes listing the tools and resources that we have talked about on this episode and any of the past episodes, visit wannabepodcast.com. All of the show notes are updated on Wednesday. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade.